This is true buzz That Mary Jane Now we ain't new to this From my stones And from my cannabis enthusiasts Never heard a show as good as this uh, Number one, it's the best Bringing in many special guests In the industry of cannabis Business owners to growers Even artists you know of So sit back and just roll up Perfect show for my smokers True buzz Hey. All right, all right. Today's podcast is brought to you by Toki, the first wireless charging vaporizer of its kind, 510 thread, and they just launched their wax cartridge as well. So go grab that, mytoki.com. Use code TRUEBUDSHOW10 to get 10% off. And we have a fun episode today. If you like edibles, you like cooking up, we have Kelly Jean with Not Your Mom's Kitchen in the building today. Woo-hoo. What's Thanks for good? having me. Hey, it's great to have you. I'm <laughs> excited to talk edibles and fusions and uh, learn from you. Oh, hell yeah. I, I can talk about edibles all day, so let's do it. All right. Do you have, <laughs> to start, before we dive into homemade edibles, do you uh-huh. have a favorite edible company or ones that you buy or anything? Um, I don't know. Potly, I really like a lot. They do like infused olive oils and stuff and honey and apple cider vinegar. So that's really easy to just add in to what you're already doing. Um, Pantry is like chef driven um, edibles that I really like. But yeah, I'm I'm a big sampler. So I don't I'm not really like loyal to one brand. I love to see what new people are coming up with. I'm the same way. I have my favorites, but then I always even like growing up with candy, I'd be like, oh, there's a new Starburst. Let me try that or new whatever. Did you say Apple cider vinegar that's infused? Uh-huh. Wow. But it might be CBD. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I like using apple cider vinegar for like homemade salad dressings. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. So that'd be or just nice... take it as a shot in the morning. Yeah. That'll wake you right up. For real. Mix a little water, <laughs> help the digestion. Yeah, exactly. So now when it comes to your infusions, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite? Do you use butter mostly? Because you do a lot of baking, which your stuff looks amazing, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I use butter most often. Um, but oils are super helpful to have coconut oil, olive oil, all that good stuff. But yeah, butter I use most often just because that's what the baking needs. And do you have a favorite that you've made in terms of your edibles? Favorite your baked goods or bars or something like that's always cakes? such a tough question to answer because they're all my babies. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but cookies, I feel like, are what I'm known for. That's how I started in the business was with an edible business called Cookie Jar. Um, so I feel like those I'm the closest to. Like I have a snickerdoodle recipe that I'm obsessed oh, with. I have those years. Yeah. Well, that's what kind of got me started with the whole cookie journey was I have this snickerdoodle cookie from this chain company back in Ohio called Cheryl and Co., which I don't know if y'all have that out here. I don't think you do. Um, but it's just it's just a chain bakery, you know, and they make these snickerdoodles that are banging. But they're <laughs> unlike any other snickerdoodle you ever get. Everybody always wants to give you just like a sugar cookie with some cinnamon thrown in. But to me, that's not a snickerdoodle. You know, it's, it's supposed to be like rich and molasses and almost like caramely. So I really worked super hard on trying to imitate what they were doing, but just with weed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, what did you, you did a butter infuse for that? Or yeah. Did, okay. Lots of butter. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Butter's what makes like baked goods nice and soft. Now with that, you saying, sorry, what was the, how you got started? It was called Cookie Jar. Mm-hmm. Now, what was your inspiration for Not Your Mom's Kitchen? Was that just kind of a... It- 
It was kind of a domino effect. So Cookie Jar was my first kind of foray into the cannabis world. I've had a full on edible business like investors. We were a couple of weeks away from being on shelves, like the whole deal. But it just kind of it didn't feel right. So we ended up um, parting ways. And I kind of decided from that process that I didn't I wanted to do something more ancillary in the cannabis industry, not necessarily touching the flower because there's a lot less risk involved, you know, and there's a lot less red tape you have to go through and a lot less legal fees and all that nonsense. So the f- slogan for Cookie Jar was not your mom's cookies. Okay. And I always kind of liked that. I was like, that's kind of cheeky. It's kind of cute. We like that. Um, and so the not your mom's kitchen kind of was born of that because I also, I didn't want to be pigeonholed too into just doing cookies because I love baking all sorts of things. And I also love cooking. You know, I'm going to start introducing doing more savory stuff for my fans, if you will. <laughs> um so yeah, that's that's kind of how she came to be. Well, I really do like the name too. It's oh, catchy. Thank you. It's, it's got a yes, nice ring to it. It's kind of fun, right? Yeah. And like your mom can come. She she's yeah. invited if she's a cool mom. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom's like once it becomes legal where I am, I'll, I'll I'll try it. Where's your mom? She's in Kansas. Okay, it's probably a while away. Yeah, in she's there. never done it in her life. Yeah, that's yeah. what my parents say too, but they actually don't know I work in weed because I'm from Ohio, where at the time it was super illegal, and I got arrested when I was 18 for weed, and so it's always been kind of like a touchy subject between my parents and I, because <laughs> 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 they had to like you know take me to court and do the plea deal and all that nonsense. All that fun. Yeah, yeah that's. Well, hopefully that's going to be changing in the near future. With yeah, all, with, I mean, with it's everything legal going in Ohio on. now. That's what's so yeah. funny. Which is crazy, too. So, like, hopefully, I guess it's probably off your record, or hopefully you get it. It doesn't know. matter if it you're in the matter. game anyway, but yeah, with all this matter. shit going on, it's interesting to see. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that with the legalization deal? You think When do you think we might see it be federal? <laughs> federally legalized i mean who knows yeah that's my thought too. i think there are so many other things that our government needs to be worried about <laughs> rather than you know whether or not cannabis is legal um and once it goes federally legal i think it's just going to be a shit show for the, the rest of us because we've already figured out you know well california is a shit show but other reg you know Illinois here is pretty good. Denver here is pretty good with their regulation. So other places are, you know, have a really set system in place. And so who's to say how it turning federally legal is going to affect that? That's what I've thought, too. There's so many variables in the game. Yeah. Even right now. Like, but that's why it's cool that you're saying, like, taking a step back from the flower touching and kind of doing your own thing. That's kind of what the route that I've taken is like, what means do I have to do what I want? Yeah. That's why I've chosen to do kind of video content media with the cannabis and go that exactly. way. And I found that I am really passionate about teaching people. And oftentimes when I would go to these events representing Cookie Jar, I would be like, people would be like, oh, my gosh, how do you do it? And I'm like, oh, it's easy. And, the, and my investors be like, don't tell people. That. Don't <laughs> tell them it's easy. Like we need them to buy this. Um, but it really is so simple. And even if you're not a baker, you can totally make it happen. Um, and so I felt really passionate about putting it back into the user's hands. And you just have so much more control. It's like when you buy, you know, organic cookies at Trader Joe's instead of getting like, you know, whatever is at Subway. No offense, Subway, but. <laughs> 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 you know, investing in your health because you have complete control over what's going inside of it. You also have control over dosing, um, which I know is important for people that especially have medical needs where governmentally you have to stop at 100 milligrams per package. So you're paying $25 for a 100 milligram package that you might eat the entire thing in one sitting. And now what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't have a 100 milligram tolerance, but I know people who do. 
Well, it's funny you say that because my tolerance that I always felt good at was like 20, 30. Yeah, same. And lately now I'm like, it just recently over these past months, it's popped up to like 50. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, it's actually popped up a lot because for a long time, many years, 20, 30 was just perfect. So I'm not like too like couch lock or anything. Mm -hmm. But to your point, it's interesting to see like how how expensive it can be for, totally. for medical patients. And that's why it's awesome, you know, the videos and what I do too, making videos to help people out to... And it, it does take time and love, but, you know, I feel like it's worth it, especially if you already like weed and you're already, I don't necessarily want to say passionate about it, but if you're already, like, excited about it and you smoke every day, why not learn some more about it? It's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just get stoned and go on a YouTube, yeah. you know, wormhole. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> get lost. Yeah, it's like, and with the, you know what's interesting, too, when you said the 100 milligram thing, I know there's loopholes with it when people are making mm. capsules or pills and stuff. But I'll still go to some dispensaries, you know, a little farther west style, like Covina towards Baldwin Park area, El Monte. Because I moved out that way, I mm -hmm. went to some of these and they have those, you know, the edibles and the packages that are kind of like 3,000 milligrams. And I eat it. I'm like, this is not 3,000 milligrams of shit. Yeah. It's like it's like 100 milligrams. That's so, the risk you run, unfortunately. Yeah, with some of those. But I noticed yeah. it was kind of mind blowing me like to see like. The dispensaries, even the delivery out here, the options are so much more like in the pocket here mm -hmm. of LA. Once you start going a little ways out, the whole edible market's just kind of different. Yeah. I, I didn't really realize that until mm -hmm. recently. It's kind of crazy. Well, and with the black market stuff too, a lot of them are being infused. They're not using butters. They're using concentrates and shatters and waxes and stuff like that, which you can totally do. But sometimes you'll get kind of the experience that you had where it's not evenly mixed. So some, you might have gotten 100 milligrams and somebody else probably got 6,000. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no regulation. So there's pluses and minuses to the black market. Um like you can go and get a 3000 milligram edible from someone, <laughs> which is ridiculous but, to but, me, but if that's what you need. But the thing is, I don't, I bought those before, even the brownies that are supposed to be at some of these places, but they, none of them ever seem like the amount that they advertise. Yeah. And After that having, could be a, yeah. you know, the cannabis industry, whether black market or legal is filled with all types of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And you can, I feel like I knew it too when I was buying it, but I'm like, I'm just going to check this shit out. Yeah, like I, you, there's like a gut feeling I feel like you get when you're buying something that, you know, might be a little iffy. It's like, <laughs> ah, I don't know, but I'm still going to fuck with it. Like we were saying earlier, I always like trying new stuff like, yeah. oh, maybe it does hit really good. But yeah, yeah. You get what you pay for. Most Test of the your time. limits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's your favorite? Do you uh, what's your favorite way to smoke? Do you vape? Do you like joints? Um, I do like papers the most. I try I to do that. like bongs more often lately because I know it's better for your lungs. But something about just I don't know, just a little. Something joints are my favorite the little, the little puffs it's hard to be and i don't mind blunts too but i like the hemp wraps you know so yeah. it's not the tobacco leaf i'm not a backwoods girl yeah i used to be a dutch masters guy from jersey I used to but be, um what is that brand garcia vega that used to oh, be those my are cool yeah i felt cool ordering them too at the 7-eleven or wherever what was popular in ohio um whatever you could get your hands on <laughs> I've smoked out of an array of things. I've done like the at-home gravity bongs with like the, you ever done those? Yeah. You cut the two liter in the in the big bowl of water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. The most, <laughs> my buddy had a pool and he did one of those with a five gallon jug. It was oh, pretty crazy. Oh, my That sounds intense. But yeah, even me though, honestly, like, I have like small lungs or some shit. Like I can't mm -hmm. handle some of these things. Like even when my roommate gives me like a big dab, like that shit fucks me up like in my lungs yeah. like I, personally like I don't know what it is but so I see him doing it and he does it like it's nothing I'm like mm. I also too I like to I try to keep my tolerance a little bit lower so while I probably could handle a couple dabs and go into that arena I don't want to like 
take my tolerance to the next level. Um, but dabs are nice. Yeah, those are fun from time to time. If you're trying to get a little crazy. Yeah, they're, they, <laughs> yeah, the flavor, the flavor, and everything's really nice. But they just hit me like in the lungs. Like they hit me. They get me oh, stoned. Yeah. By, like, mm. They hit me like almost like unhealthy feeling sometimes for me. I'm like, damn, take I, a step back, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been there. The other day, I was going to my friend's house and. Um, I can't remember like what the reason was why why I needed to get high in that moment. I think I was getting in just like a long Uber. And so I was like, I'm gonna take this bong rip. And it, I don't know, it hit me somewhere. And I was like, I had to lay down on my couch for like five <laughs> minutes, collect myself. Oh yeah, I was scared for a second, thought my, my life flashed before my eyes. And then I was super high and it was great. Yeah, I get you, huh? That was me. <laughs> That was me yesterday. My roommate gave me a dab, and I was like, "He's like, he's like, it's okay. You can excuse yourself if you need to." Oh, <laughs> that's nice. I'm like, that's all right, nice. I'll, I'll step out if I can do the little dab. Those are the kinds of people I like to smoke with. Yeah, they're like, it's okay, buddy. Well, the whole dab market's crazy. It the whole is. the whole concentrate game, and it's and, and people are very serious about it. Very, and and I and I love that too. I've I've had some people who are like really serious about it on the podcast. Yeah, and, like, and I have mad love for it. It's just not my personal favorite thing. But like, yeah. it's a whole nother like art almost to it. Mm -hmm. Like the way the rigs are, the way people clean them at, right after taking dabs. Like yep. the whole process of the different how many different concentrates there are. I'm just wonder too. You know how far it's come. Like the concentrate market. I mean, like think how far it's like you fucking. 10 years from now there's going to be like but you can only hit a certain percentage right you can only go so yeah. high but the THC percentages too like we're finding out more and more that they don't really matter frankly yeah it's it's more about the terpenes and I mean the the when it comes to concentrates the THC percentage definitely matters a little bit more um as compared to flour because flour you're getting whole plant medicine right so all the cannabinoids, all the terpenes, all of that has to come together to make one beautiful experience, right? But for concentrates, you're usually just isolating THC. So the percentages matter a little bit more. But at the end of the day, if it tastes good and, I mean, if you're above 50%, that's that sounds like you're going to get pretty high to me. For real. And, and I had Source Cannabis on the show. I don't know if you've ever had their mm -hmm. products. And they talked about just that, about the like the importance or, you know, that it can be overrated to have a high THC amount. It is. And it's, but it's just what the market's kind of been, you know. It's well, kinda... and it, it works for the manufacturers because they can now charge top dollar because they're saying, oh, well, my flower has 30% in it. And the average person sees 30% and they're like, what? I'm going to get super high. I have to buy that flower. But the people that know a little bit better are like. Well, and it's funny. It's funny we're having this conversation because I was in the dispensary the other day and I'd already had them. We've I've had this conversation before and I mm -hmm. hear this, you know, older lady. She's probably 70 years old in there. She's like, give me the strongest, most potent thing you got. And, and that's like what and i've heard people say it all the time you know people walk in like i just want the strongest thing possible and yeah that, and that's where yeah. that number um but a second ago i don't know what made me think of it when we were talking edibles was decarbing mm -hmm. um let's i just want to take a second to talk about your method in decarbing like what yeah. temperature you use and time frame do you like because i've experimented so with i have changed it and finessed it a little bit over the years and i probably will continue to do so but right now i'm decarbing at 235 for 45 minutes okay um but i know the vanessa marigold who is like one of my icons i guess i'll say she's i don't know if you know her she's the she was the host and chef of bong appetit and she runs a edible company called marigold sweets or something like that okay i've definitely seen her then yeah the bong appetit. um and bong appetit was like my first exposure to like <gasps> 
this is crazy. You can do all of this with weed. This is lit. And I was already, you know, like interested into cuisine and cooking and all that. But she has all like the facts and the stats because she has, you know, the capital behind her to pay for lab testing and stuff like that to figure out like what the exact decarb is. And I believe she decarbs at 225 for 35 minutes. So I'm just upping the temperature. Yeah. Okay. Because so I've been doing or like 240 for 40 minutes or, yeah and then but that's been, perfect and i did like 220 for 50 minutes mm -hmm. and do you cover yours with foil when mm -hmm. you're doing it yeah yeah it's just interesting like you're saying it's always playing with it kind of finding when i have people comment i'm like do what works for you these are this is what i've done because yeah. people are like should i put foil on it should i not my thought with the foil is it creates like a more stable environment and keeping the vapors so the flower doesn't burn yeah okay i'm happy we're getting getting to the bottom yeah, of all this. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. Is, well, that's something, when I first started learning how to infuse, there were so few resources online. Like, it was almost like you had to go to the dark web to find it. <laughs> um, and maybe like two or three blogs actually had can of butter recipes on there or whatever. And they were all very basic. And But one thing I remember is they're like, you have to cover your weed. So I've always done that. And I've never necessarily known, like, do you have to? I don't know, but I'm just going to do it because that's what I've been doing. <laughs> I've tried it without, but like like you said, it just smelt more too. Mm -hmm. I could see, I feel like it didn't keep it all in there. So Yeah. And the other day I decarved in like a, normally I do it in just a, a thin sheet pan with like a little tiny lip. And this one, I did it in like an eight by eight pan that you'd put brownies in. Okay. And so it had like a thicker lip. And this was the first time that when I pulled it out after the decarb, some smoke came out with it. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I guess I was keeping in some goodness. <laughs> keep, keep, keeping that flavor in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I huh? guess I was. So, and then you break it all up or do you? I break it up beforehand, but yeah. my motto is always, you want to break it up like you're packing a bowl in high school, like with your hands. You don't want it to be super fine. Yeah, you don't, you don't like want it to- Sawdust? No, you you <laughs> just want to barely break it down. Do you do keef infusions ever? I mean, I just put, yeah, I put it all in there. Yeah, okay. I've only done one keef uh, infusion. And now, what are your thoughts on some of these things out there like the like I think it's like the ardent, like the butter machine all in mm -hmm. one. I have the Levo two, like decarber infuser. The Levo, I'm obsessed with, but I don't have it. But I just know that it's a game changer. <laughs> I personally infuse with the sous vide. Okay. Um, so what that does basically is it puts it in a, like I put my cannabis and butter in a jar, and then I let it in. A, I put it in a water bath for like five hours three to five hours, depending on how I'm feeling that day. And the sous vide keeps it at like a consistent temperature the whole time at 185. Um, and then I, yeah, so that's how I infuse. The Levo I think is great because it's all in one and I believe they decarb too, right? Yeah. So that's amazing. Um, the Ardent, I have never used it before. The only reason I've never really been curious to because I'm like, I have an oven. Yeah. Why would I pay for something to decarb my flour? But- Is it an infuser too or no? That's what I've heard, but then it's all it's it's kind of just again like you know it's like an oven slash crock pot. Yeah, that's my thing that I always say like if you're trying to make edibles, just get use your oven and a crock pot. It's yeah, really, you don't need all the fancy. And stuff, the magical really. butters, I again I've never used it, but from what I hear from other chefs, it's kind of what I just said. It's basically just a crock pot with a with weed branding. Yeah, huh. Cool. But uh, I hear that it. I mean, it does a good job. I hear it gets the job done, yeah. and they've they've been in the business <laughs> since. 
long before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of these companies have been in the game. So a while. they're doing something right. Yeah, I've, and I've seen people use it that you know seem to like it. I'm just curious. I always like to learn because I had a my previous podcast. I had a Amy on the show who's also cooks mm -hmm. with cannabis, and she uses a sous vide as well. Yeah. And I've always wanted one just for my food, just to get that even temp on steaks, mm -hmm. make like pork shoulder. Just... And that's why I personally chose to go the sous vide route because I know that I can use it for so many other things too, and it encourages me to do. I can do like the leave but do multiple multiple small batches at a time so I can play with also not only infusing my oils and butters with cannabis but also with like rosemary lavender doing different oils like that that's, too that's cool and that's a good idea for anybody you know starting out as a sous vide how much I know they can be upwards of 500 to a thousand for mm -hmm. some nice ones how much do you remember how much you spent on yours uh, mine was a gift okay getting but hooked up it was I think it's like 250. That's not bad. That's like no. the price of a Levo. And I can control it from my phone, so that's nice. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. I might. And it has like little recipes and stuff in there. I actually got it from, um, there's another cannabis blogger. Her She goes by Sue Weed. Okay. Her name was Monica Lowe. She kind of opened my eyes to that and was like, oh, she's smart. She's on to something. Yeah, that's okay, really I like cool. this idea. I, I do like the sous vide <laughs> idea. And like you said, it's so versatile for other foods. I remember um, the place I worked, they would actually poach their eggs in a sous vide at mm -hmm. the right temperature and just crack them right open. I'm yep. This gave me an idea too that I've never done. I'm a huge Eggs Benedict fan. Yeah. And the hollandaise on top is, has a lot of butter in there. So yep. you can make a really potent Easy. green eggs and ham Benedict. Easy. Sounds nice. Yeah. And you mentioned savory food earlier. Mm -hmm. What do you got? What are you thinking for that? Well, I have always dipped my toes into doing like cannabis infused dinners, okay. but the timing just has never been right to really do like a full rollout. And it takes a long time to R&D recipes. It takes a lot of time and energy. And especially with it being COVID right now, the idea of trying to promote like a dinner party experience um, doesn't really appeal to me that much. <laughs> it yeah. seems like it might be efforts not well spent at the moment, um, but infusing savory food is something I do for myself regularly. And I've done a couple infused dinners. Yeah, I'm still yet to do all out infused every course. Mm -hmm. But I think my next savory kind of sweet thing I'm going to make is uh, barbecue sauce. Or yep. with the infused honey, I'm going to do like infused honey barbecue sauce. Yeah, sounds great. Just throw that on whatever. Mm -hmm. Be good to go. Make some little sliders. You can always grill in California too. It's always grilling season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm happy now. My new space I've has like I have a barbecue grill in the backyard. I got a whole setup now. Because yeah. since I've been out here, I haven't had like a I guess in my first place, but I haven't had a balcony or outdoor spot where I could yeah. grill and I've been missing that outdoor grilling and just hanging out. I mean, that's part of the blessings of living on the West Coast, right? Like it's it's nice weather year round. Yeah. I guess we're supposed to have like record winds today or some shit. It was windy walking yeah, it was windy. up here. I'm so. like, okay, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and it's felt like summer the past like five I know, days. I'm it was like so nice, little heat wave. Yeah. We get blessed out here. Yeah, it's nice. Weed everywhere, sunshine. Yeah. Huh? Can't complain. So do you go to, I know you said you like to try everything new, but do you prefer mm -hmm. going to dispensaries or um, delivery or do you? Um, I, if I go to dispensaries, I go to this place called LA Wonderland off of Venice. It's kind of downtown. Okay. I think um, that place is amazing. They have all the deals and they're consistent. They do delivery, but to be honest, this is, this is going to sound bad, but yeah, I don't buy weed that often because I, I get it. That's the best way. <laughs> Cause That's one like of, one of my many jobs is I get paid to review products. Um, so I get a lot of free shit. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that, it's always nice. Yeah, that's how I've been lately with Very these edibles. Grateful. People have been sending me. I'm like, these taste so good. I'm eating them all these past couple of days and yeah. doing videos and stuff. It's been fun. Well, and sometimes it gets tough because I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat an edible, but I have to right now. Like sometimes it does feel like a job. <laughs> so what's that that you review? Is that just kind of on your own or because I've No, heard... so I work for a brand called I, I Freelance Write as well, which kind of ties into the cannabis Okay. because um, I also do recipe writing and stuff like that. But I do blogs and product descriptions and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, so I write for a number of cannabis companies, but also fashion and beauty, all that good shit. Um, but yeah, I work for a company called A Proper High. Okay. I've, and they're they're amazing. Okay. I've definitely heard of them. I don't know a whole lot. But... Yeah. I mean, it's literally just a review site and they ha they do have some educational places so that you can, you know, learn about their products. And I think they do some features too on manufacturers, but for, for the most, for the most part, it's just supposed to be user generated reviews. And there's also, they have what's called like the proper committee and I'm on that and it's people, you know, that are experts in their own right in weed and, you know, give us your real opinion on it. Okay. So I get a ton of products that way. That's awesome. And because I had a, the Cool Nerd Weed show on and mm -hmm. he was saying that he gets some products like once a month, he gets like a box or something. Yeah. And he has like fill out a survey yeah. or something of like his thoughts on it. But he said it was like actually kind of hard to get into the, I don't know if it was a proper hire or something else. Yeah. But he was like, they were pretty thorough on letting me in to be a test subject. Yeah. Basically. I mean, it, it wasn't, it, I definitely had to reach out to them like they and the first time I reached out to them I didn't get a response and so you know after some time of building up my experience and building up um, a name for myself they were like based on your experience and what we see like you're good the hustle right there staying after yeah because I mean I'm a sucker for branding if your company has really really good solid branding I just want to work for you because <laughs> I feel like you're doing something right and I want to learn um and their branding is just immaculate. It's so beautiful. It makes my heart go pitter-pat. I love it. Well, I'm going to have to check it out more now. You got yeah. me excited talking yeah. about it. <laughs> They're super. Everything is just very, very pretty. It's, I, I, I love aesthetics. I'm like, it has to look good. <laughs> and their site, everything looks super good. Well, that's what everybody so says, right? It's them. that first couple moments of people seeing stuff that's going to get them engaged, whether it's something you're cooking up, if yep. it looks good. You know, I mean, taste is more important, but they always said that when I was working in restaurants and stuff like presentation yeah. really is, you know, really it important. Is. I mean, really I, important. I've had some some ugly looking dishes that tasted great. Yeah. But um, of course, you so, want you want a feast for your eyes, too. Yeah. That's part of the it's part of the fantasy. Yeah, there's a hard, there's like a line for me too though. Sometimes like at some of these like really high end restaurants or whatever, mm -hmm. they try to make it look so cool, and it kind of does. But I'm like. This is like two bites of food here. What are we? Yeah. What are we doing? I've worked at a lot of um, <laughs> chefy restaurants, and that's kind of where I cut my teeth. I would say in the industry, like as a chef, is kind of gleaning knowledge. I, I would just become best friends with the chefs because I also realized, a, they're usually super cool. B, they'll feed you. <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was also I learned a lot from them, and I also got to taste and sample like you know some out of this world ingredients that I would never have a chance to try otherwise. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Weed. Well, that's what's made me uh, working in restaurants for so long throughout my life has inspired me to make a lot of the dishes I yeah. make. Like I enjoy cooking most of the time, but it's like inspiring to see this shit, learn from them, and totally put, put it together now into some infusions and see. How... Well, it just opened your eyes too to like a whole new realm of cuisine that you might not even think is possible and it's amazing like some of the chefs that i really respect and have gotten to know 
the way that their minds work and the way that they think about food is just crazy, but in a beautiful way, you know? Yeah. And my thing too with like drinks too, because I was bartender for a long time. It's mm -hmm. like it's the same type of way. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all of uh, mixing and matching. Yeah. Let's get the right sweet with the right spice, with the right saltiness, with mm -hmm. the right, and it can always. Which brings me to another point: is I'm about to do my first infused agave. Okay. And I'm gonna make some uh, margaritas with it and see oh, how, that see how so that goes. Oh, that sounds so fun. <laughs> yes, that sounds like a lit time. Yep, I've done <laughs> I, I've done some uh, cocktails, but I'm gonna do another cocktail series. Yes, that's but that was something that if I when I do start doing dinners, I have a lot of bartender mixologist friends, and I want to do like a CBD pairing with every dish. So that way, you know, if you start to get too high, the CBD is always there to level you back out, bring you back down. I like that. What, what are your thoughts on CBD in general? Do you consume it often or? Um, I'm consuming it more often now that I'm um, getting more products to try, to be honest. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely curious about it. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be the type of girl to smoke a CBD joint. I don't think that's ever going to be my gig. But as far as like a tincture in my tea, like I, I did some this morning in my tea and it was great. Um, but yeah, I like CBD, but sometimes I'm just trying to get high. I feel you. you know? I feel you. Yeah, I'd be trying. I'm open to try it like more and more. But mm -hmm. like you're like, it's hard for me personally and probably most other people out there to be like, justify spending like it's a expensive. high dollar amount on CBD if I'm not going to feel it really. Yeah. You know, you you might feel the effect. You know what I'm saying though? Like you're not going to get high. It's like, yeah. it's hard to justify like, oh, let me buy these capsules for like the same price as THC capsules. Totally. Like, no, I'm good. I like it for work days that I have a lot of stuff to do, but I also want it like the tincture I had this morning, I think was like, I don't know what the ratio was to CBD to THC, but there was still some THC in it. So that's kind of more my gig instead of 100% CBD. But I think it is a great stepping stone for people that are curious about cannabis, but don't necessarily want to take the full plunge. And I do notice effects from it. Yeah. huh? Just like, like I've definitely overdosed on CBD before. Really? But it wasn't bad. It was just like I truly could not care about anything. Oh, I was really? Like, oh, wow. I just was like, uh, it's wow. all good. Whatever. <laughs> mm. I was like, I'm way too chill right now. I got to like perk up. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of this guy when I was younger uh, in the gym. He was a massage therapist, right? He liked to smoke too, but he would uh, have everybody massage him. He would get massage every day. So you would see this guy and he was so chill, almost like lethargic. He would always be like that, like nothing, just okay. Yeah. Like that was just funny. I don't know why it made me think of you. Shout out Mario out here. I, I mean, I always get a, on my birthday, it's like a tradition. I'll have an edible and go get a massage. Nice. It's the best time. If you've never done it, I highly recommend it. I love it. I've been really wanting a massage, but COVID and everything. COVID, man. I snuck in when my, my salon was open for a little bit, but yeah, everything shut back down. Do you know of when that's supposed to open up? I'm kind of out of the loop of this whole... I've tried to look it up, too. I'm like, on the fence. I'm like, I need to get a fucking trim. I don't trim. even think the government knows, to be yeah, honest huh. with you. But other places are more open. LA is just on lockdown, lockdown. Yeah, huh. But it's not necessarily a good thing, either. You know, Other places are more open because... It's not as many... Well, not even necessarily that. Sometimes people just they just don't give a fuck, too. You know? Yeah. So, so this country is a clusterfuck. That's a story for another day. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's been a ride. 2021's. I know. My goodness. Been fun too. Already, what a treat. Yeah. Weed is helpful, you know, to get through those tough times. That's the damn truth. That's, That's why it. our tolerance is going up. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> well, they say they say the sales have been just keep going up and up and up. So. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I mean. 
That's what they're saying too. It's like, what else are you gonna do if you have to chill at home? If you're on lockdown, just fucking well, smoke some weed. Well, and think about it. I'm sure there are a lot of people that went to work high and probably had to like figure out how to sneak their consumption throughout the day. And now they're just like, well, fuck it. If I'm gonna be at home, I'm gonna smoke all day. especially if you can still function like i have friends that work in the creative field that like being high helps them totally so they will get high as fuck all day long during work yeah it helps me in certain times certain times it helps me other times i'm like no girl i have to wait after the day yeah for real sometimes it's like oh this is counterproductive (laughs) yeah and i'm the type of person too like if i have to go to a meeting or something i people always know that i'm high no matter how much i try to hide it so yeah huh what are you gonna do yeah i'm just one of those yeah you used to look really blazed up yeah you know i already have like heavy lidded eyes so when i get high they just go like super low and then if i don't have eye drops they get really red and so i always have eye drops on me because i get so self-conscious about that that's why i was saying it's so nice of your friend to be like it's okay buddy because i hate it when you're smoking with people and they're like oh my god your eyes are so red or like this or that i'm like yeah bitch you just saw me smoke three bong rips of course my eyes are red i'm high let me live now you're ruining my high yeah huh that's that's uh no good when people are doing that but yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. I've never, I've always had like heavy eyes myself. So I always kind of look stoned. So even when I'm not, people probably think I'm stoned. So I'm like, All Yeah. Right. And now, you know, it's part of the brand now. People yeah. just expect it. Yeah. It's like, oh. And I tell people like when restaurants were a thing, I used to go to them all the time because I had hella chef friends and server friends and all that. So I was always going to visit and get the deals, you know what I'm Fuck saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, just expect me to show up super fucking lit. <laughs> just expect me to probably smoke a joint in the parking lot. And I'm probably going to smell like weed and I'm sorry about it. Okay. Being up front. Yeah. Do you like to drink? I do like to drink, but, um, you know, from time to time. Sure. What's your uh, drink of choice? Now tequila. Tequila? Yeah, but it changes. It also depends what I'm eating. Like if I'm having like a rich French meal, I'm probably not going to have tequila. Sure. Cool. But definitely tequila. Have you seen those Tuesday. infused wines? I have. I've tried some of them. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Um, some are better than others. I think if I'm gonna have wine, I want wine. Sure, that's kind of uh, where with I'm you. at with it. And what? How do you think some of these liquids that people make are infused? Like, because with a wine, yeah, you could do simple syrups and stuff. But with like a wine, how do you think that might be infused? It's Is mostly it... um, ex like concentrates. And then they just put an emulsifier in there or something. To... I'm not sure what technical process they're doing, but like I can name, for example, I want to say it's. PBR's beverage, their lemon seltzer I tried. I think Absolute ex- Extracts gave them their extracts. So they're, they'll oftentimes do collabs with concentrate businesses already and just source the product from them. So chances are it's whatever the, I, I am not a concentrate expert. It's whatever like the loosest concentrate sure. is that you can mix into it easily. Sure, yeah, I'm always curious with that because I want to start doing more yeah, drinks. Yeah, it, it's all concentrates. Yeah, huh? Absolute Extracts does it right, though. I love all their stuff. Yeah, I, I reviewed one of their vapes the other day, and it was very nice. It was, was it the good. live resin one? I'm not sure. I'm going to say yes. Okay. It was a Jack Herrera. I don't know. Okay. Do I even say that right? Jack I think Herr. you did. I always said Herrera, but I was watching some videos the other day, uh-huh. and I think you just pronounced it properly. I've always guessed. I've always been like, you know, Jack <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's like one of my favorite sativas. I used to be so yeah. much more a sativa guy, but now I just like moving more towards the, I love it all though. But Yeah, and, and the thing is back to like THC percentages and all that, like Indica and sativa, while it's a good guidepost, it's kind of a myth. 
Like it's it's really more about the terpenes. And that's why also we're seeing so many hybrids too, because honestly, a lot of the genetics are just becoming hybrids at this point because we've crossed that and crossed that. And you don't know if, if, if you're getting a blue dream seed from one grower, it might be completely different from another grower. So yeah. it's kind of hard to rely on, oh, I want an indica this or a sativa that. But it's a good guidepost. At least people know, like if you go to the dispensary and you say, I like sativas, they know that you're likely looking for something that's going to be upbeat creative yeah so it's a good guidepost but you know no i'm happy you said that because it is interesting because i've definitely had some stuff recently that i got that was supposed to be more on the indica side i'm like i don't know it's kind of and two everybody's different everybody's body chemistry is exactly. their biology will hit, feel it different too mm -hmm. and even me back to like just edibles in general like my favorite time to take an edible is after like working out or just you know not eating for a while so it just hits fast and hard that's so funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good technique because yeah, i'll eat if i have a big meal like i did the other night i had a big dinner and then i ate some edibles i'm like it's it's like two hours in and it's like it's just hitting yeah you know so it's just interesting to play with it and everybody's metabolism is different to mm -hmm. see how it might hit somebody else really quick like and people have crazy different tolerances like when i first started in the industry i was making 25 milligram cookies and but i was testing i had no idea that it was i only knew it was 25 milligrams based on whatever kind of math i was doing but i was also sourcing my weed from a um an unlicensed dispensary so i had no idea what the thc was percentage was i was just guessing so i was probably making around 25 to 35 milligram cookies but I was my own guinea pig and a couple of my chef friends and people that I worked with at the time were my guinea pigs when I was kind of figuring out the recipes. And I was like, I don't know, should I make it stronger? Should I make it less strong? And they were like, no, 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 it's perfect. It's perfect. And so when I started doing events with that same 25 milligrams, so many people were like, what? <laughs> 25 milligrams, girl, you trying to kill me? Um, so yeah, some people, you know, they can only handle like two milligrams at a time for real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you got to be careful. Yeah, it's true. It's like a little nibble, little uh, like all oh, those Kiva mints I've given somebody, just mm -hmm. a little nibble, and they got like way high. I tons of them, I couldn't even really feel it. I know. Now, it's unfortunate with doing the reviews, mm -hmm. like let me just think how to say this is like because I've done reviews before. I've kind of laid off of them because I feel like it can be so subjective. Yeah, you know. Yeah. To the experience, and I try to base my, what I feel, and I always say that, and it like this is what I feel. It could be different for you, mm -hmm. but like, what are your thoughts on doing like a accurate review i guess or like not being biased like you know or something what are your thoughts on reviews um well yeah it's like everything you have to take with a grain of salt because every even when it comes to doing edibles like everybody has a different palate so what might taste gross to me might be great to you um i'm also not much of a gummy girl so every time i get gummies to review i'm like Ugh, i'm already kind of rolling my eyes because i'm I the don't, opposite i don't particularly <laughs> everybody loves gummies and i personally don't understand it i'm not a gummy girl at all i never crave them i don't want them but I review them all the time because they're super popular. But I'm never going to say in my review, like, I fucking hate gummies. So I guess this was good for a gummy. <laughs> like, I, I really try That'd to come at it from like, yeah. OK, if you did like gummies, <laughs> would you still enjoy this? Would it still be tasty? So I really do try to come at everything unbiased. But I think that might also be something that's unique to a proper high. Like, we're not Yelp here where everybody can chime in yeah you know it, it's certain people that they trust are gonna actually do a good job well 
And that's where it's interesting too, like we were saying with these thousands of milligrams, how one batch, I mean, I feel like it's gotten better over the years, but like you you were saying, somebody could get a packet that's really potent and something maybe happened in the production line where somebody gets one that's off or something. But right. I've only had like a handful, maybe two or three edibles and I'm like, I don't fuck with this. For the most part, ones that I get are pretty good, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, all of them are decent. And yeah. I, I always try to be kind to edibles because it's tough. It's It's a really, really tough thing to do legally because you have to be so exact you have to be so precise and because of those regulations you're really you don't have a lot of wiggle room with as far as like how you can infuse um and what kind of techniques you can use so i always try to be kind especially if something tastes weedy i'm gonna tell i'm gonna mark that but i'm always impressed when things don't taste weedy because i know it's possible have you I know it sounds like you tested a lot, but it might not ring a bell, but Emerald Sky, have you had any of their stuff? I know of them, but I haven't had okay. it, no. Because they, they have, I don't mind a little weedy taste if it hits right. No, I don't mind it either, especially like there are there are ways to make it, t like weed has terpenes, right? Food has terpenes. So there's ways that you can pair the two together and make it make sense. And that's what Kiva has done with their um, live resin gummies they just came out with. I think I tried those. Those are pretty is bomb. It, is it... Kiva Long Camino, or is or, that a collab? Oh, that, that's a that's a, a different one. They're gummies, I think, but they did have that. I think they came out with first, then they had a. It's Lost Farm. Yes, I did try Lost Farm, yeah. and I did really like that. Yeah, it's good because, like you're saying, they did a good job of pairing the flavor. Think, what was the one that I tried? I think it was the raspberry lemonade or something. That one was banging because those citrus notes that you get from lemon, and also lemon, you're going to get a little bit of bitterness too, right? Because it, like you think about a citrus rind, it's kind of bitter. And so terpenes kind of give you that, or weed, weedy flavor that you might think of kind of gives you that too. It's kind of bitter. If, if you're going something with like a citrus haze or a, I can't think of anything else citrusy on the top of my head, but <laughs> if you're going with those citrus leaning um, e extracts, then you're going to get something that pairs well with it. And so in the end, you're not really tasting weed, you're just tasting lemon. Yeah. That's a good way to put it because that's what it tasted like. I'm like, if, yeah. if you gave me this gummy and I didn't know it was a live resin gummy, I would just think it was a regular old a regular gummy that was in with whatever other infusion. Method. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't think that there was that fresh flavor from the bud in there. But yeah, they did a good job. I'm excited to see more. I'm like on a live resin kick just with like, yeah, I've been vaping less, but uh -huh. I'm, I, I got a live resin cart for this uh, Toki I mentioned earlier. What are your thoughts on vaping? I, I like vaping. It has it has its place in its time. I don't ever just like, oh, I'm trying to vape right now. I never feel <laughs> like that. But like if I'm on a hike and I want to be kind to the environment and not have any combustion and not have like papers, I'm tossing to the side. I think they're great for hiking. I think they're great for on the go. I think they're good for... Yeah, sometimes this is really bad, but like I'll take if I take the train here in L.A., it's a torturous process. And so sometimes I'll take it on the train with me. Nice. I've definitely smoked them in the airport once they're twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you because they're convenient, but I'm never really like, oh, I'm craving it. But I agree. I do notice a difference in live resin. Yeah, it's nice. I did. A, I can't remember who the it might have been Kiva, actually. Blueberry muffin live resin cartridge. I think it, I think it was Lost oh, really? Farms, um, which maybe not is not Kiva. Lost Farms. I know they just came out with the gummy Lost Farm, but, but I don't know if that's a collab or if that's yeah. actually Kiva. But in any case, I think it was Lost Farms blueberry muffin liquid re or live live resin cartridge, um, and it was really really good. It was because a lot of times I feel like with vapes, I just get a standard kind of like, uh, I guess I'm high. Well, and that's really the only time 
shops that I've kind of felt ripped off sometimes. Yeah. Because if I get a flower, usually good. Edibles are usually good. But sometimes I'll get a vape and be like, I spent $50 on this piece of shit. Yeah, I haven't paid for a vape in Yeah, it's like, what? So long. Yeah, so, so I've kind of laid <laughs> off. And I'll use my uh, Vapor Brothers old school box vape. Those guys out here that created oh, like the first yeah, box yeah, vape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them on the pod too. Really cool. Uh, but I haven't even used that too much lately, but that flavor you can get from there if you put some good mm-hmm. flour in there is just unbelievable. That's why I like it. It's just that taste really, and yeah. it gives you a good high. But And I'm super passionate about terpenes. Terpenes are like my new thing that I'm all excited about because I think they are also really important when it comes to cooking. They're like one of the most fun things about cooking with weed. So when you say it, will you add in extra terpenes or will you just, Mm-mm. you're saying fun? Because I've seen people do I just that. let the... <laughs> Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan either. I think I'm all about letting the plant do what the plant naturally does. So I use the whole thing. And then, yeah, I try try to match the terpenes with whatever I'm doing so that if you are getting a weedy taste, you're going to like it. It fits in with what's going on. And have you done like a chocolate bar recipe? Do you have? Um, I haven't done one, but I could literally go home and do it right now. Yeah, I've done <laughs> I've done it with coconut oil. I'm gonna do a new recipe to kind of make it a lot better because the first one I did years ago when I was even way, yeah. way bigger rookie in the game. So I'm gonna do another chocolate bar. I kind of want to do a white chocolate, like a Hershey's with the Oreo in it. You know those cookies? Oh, the cookies, cookies I want to do like a cookies and cream bar. Yeah, and white chocolate is already kind of like processed yeah, so yeah, it, it doesn't mind a little more processing it'll be okay yeah i know some people hate white chocolate i don't mind it i think it has a place in it in time just yeah. like everything else like i mean we all love a macadamia white chocolate cookie yeah those uh, are the best fuck, and yeah. can you imagine that with chocolate chips no it wouldn't be the same <laughs> i like that in place and time and it's brought up i forget who it was it might have been venice cookie co mm-hmm. i forget who it was i had a matcha no it mm. was def- uh Defonce or Defonce? Yeah, I think they're defunct they're, now. And I was yeah. so sad to hear about that because Defonce was my what, hands what? down favorite. Sorry, topic. what happened to you? I heard they're not in business anymore. Okay, really? Um, but I, that could be a lie. If, if you're okay. still alive, Defonce, shout out to you because, yeah, they were my favorite chocolates. Because they were, their chocolates were really good to me, but it, I just didn't like how big they how much I had to eat. Yeah. But they were still delicious. Like the matcha, I'm not even a big matcha I fan. mean, it just tasted like a chocolate bar yeah, to me. exactly. Yeah, you I was giving give that those to, away as gifts. They yeah. were great. Matcha's a fun flavor too with weed because it's already kind of grassy and earthy. Yeah. So it's easy to pair. I've done like a, I did a matcha bread pudding once infused okay. and I did like a little honey whipped cream over top. Nice. Mm-hmm. You got me thinking of, I might've even said this before, but doing like a matcha, I used to do a cocktail um, where I worked, it was called the Hattori Hanzo, but it was a Japanese whiskey. Yeah, I love Hattori. Um, matcha, simple syrup, mm-hmm. and then uh, like some yuzu and some pear liqueur. Yum. But like do a matcha infused simple syrup and kind of do a little infusion there. Yeah, probably yeah, cover yeah. it. The herb would work nice there. Yeah, Just yeah. brainstorming live. Nice and herbal. <laughs> and I felt like um, you can lie and be like, see, you know what is healthy. Matcha's got the antioxidants and whatnot. Cannabis is an antioxidant. You know, take care of yourself. I like that. <laughs> Take care of yourself is what it's all about. Yeah. Do you like to smoke and work out? Smoke and get active? Like you were saying, um, you hike and stuff. Yeah. I, I've smoked a couple times before working out, but you know, I really do just find that if I'm I'm just not a wake and bake girl, it really does just throw me off for my day as far as like, because I just want to chill. Yeah. And I got hard. stuff to do. <laughs> and, and, and then by the time like it's like 6, 7 p.m., you're like, 
or I'm like, oh, and I can smoke. And I'm like, I don't even feel like that, like I'm getting that stone, you know? Like yeah. Once you smoke so long, it's just like, I'm with you on that. Some days there's a time and place for it, for sure. But sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just super anxious. I need to smoke right now. So sometimes that just happens. Um, but then I always try to be careful. But yeah, I I do like to do active things while I'm high, like go swimming, take a hike. But as far as like going to the gym and lifting heavy things or like being on a treadmill, <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, huh? yeah i like it before or after too but if i do both i'll just be like damn but like you said if i wake and bake which i i used to do every day but yeah especially back in the day before school and shit i'd always smoke i mean i i I had some times (laughs) during covid some dark days where i was like smoking all day every day but you know we're 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 getting past that we're we're getting accustomed (laughs) yeah well i don't think it was just such a crazy thing, you know. It's, it's almost coming up on a year. I remember being in this studio oh my goodness, and I know. doing a podcast and talking about COVID. Like, oh, what's going to happen now? It's a year later, and we're still kind of I know figuring shit I, out. I was working in a restaurant when all this happened, and so I can like remember losing my job and being like, oh well, it's okay. Like, I'm sure that I'm sure it will come back soon. Like, it doesn't matter. But here we are, almost a year. Yeah. Well, and that's where I feel really bad. And I've heard stats like 60, 70 percent of just bit small businesses are going to close and like 80 percent of restaurants. Yeah. Like, Well, that restaurant I was working at is, has not opened back up. It did not even open briefly. It just was like, no. Well, that's where even if they could be open, it's hard for them because it's like, how much money can you make on just to go sometimes? Yeah. It's like, and fine dining is having the the hardest time because you can't do to go fine dining. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure fast food's even gone up because you go to the, I'll drive by places, holy shit. I mean, in and out Chick-fil-A always have their lines and shit, but it's like, yeah, it's interesting that some of these takeout places might even be doing better, but. I think places that are doing well were places that already had a lot of business in takeout, like pizza places, probably certain Chinese places. Um, I know a couple of friends that have um, st- they started pop-ups during COVID. They're, they like were private chefs or whatever, and they started little pop-ups. And then both of them are doing amazing. So I think like if you established yourself as a delivery business, you're doing well. But if you were a dine-in place like fine dining, where it's about the experience, yeah, you're fucked. You're unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, and speaking of, I know um, we were talking about Koreatown earlier. My buddy just opened a restaurant there like a couple months ago during this mm-hmm. i was like that's a pretty ballsy move but i know they're doing kind of takeout i think it's called han chick like h-a-n-c-h-i-c oh, I yeah i know of it have you been i haven't been but i i know where it is okay yeah check um, it out i haven't checked it out yet so sorry justin i told you i would but <laughs> you're like i'm coming i'll be there <laughs> um yeah Koreatown's got lots of goodies. Yeah, and that's where I feel bad too for those. Um, I never did it, but all the karaoke spots out there. I'm not a karaoke person. I got to be pretty drunk to do some karaoke usually. I yeah, I know people love it, and so many of my friends are like, "Kelly, come on, you like it." I'm like, I really don't. I've never. I've, <laughs> I guess I've never done like a legit karaoke place. But my family, we have one of the little ones, and come the holidays, we'll be drinking beers and stuff, and then all the little kids will get up and do it, and then all the adults will do it. It's kind oh of just like gosh. a fun, crazy. I feel like that's a little bit different though. Like yeah, when sure. I think of karaoke, I think of like drunkards singing a song horribly, and so for me, I'm like, why do I want to go somewhere and listen to this person that I don't? even know sing a song that i may or may not like horribly yeah why would i want to do that i want to go someplace with good music good vibes i want to be around this drunkard fuck yeah and you know what's uh that brings me to a point not a point but just a thought is that i was in uh, hermosa beach 
at some Irish place. It wasn't Hennessy's. It was one of those on the pier. And they had a live karaoke night. I've never oh, seen yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that And, they, and like, there was like the three people that went up like fucking crushed it. Yeah. I'm like, you guys must come here every week type yeah. deal, you know? I, I have some girlfriends that are definitely singers and I'm sure they slay the karaoke nights, but it's, it, you know, it's yeah, not the, for me. Yeah, there's that friend who's just like, yeah, I'm fucking own this shit like, yeah <laughs> yeah and i've had some bad experiences myself people like pushing me to do it and i really didn't want to oh, and it yeah. just wasn't fun that's never good for anything usually no. usually come on <laughs> like let me observe it's okay i'll enjoy people watching yeah it's like let me just be high in the corner that, and, that, <laughs> and that's one of my like pet peeves with anything especially drinking is like when people are drinking it's like why aren't you drinking bro what, what, why, you know what I mean? Like that, that like yeah. peer pressure thing, which it goes back to just, you which, know, which happens with smoking, but not near as much, I think, from just the people I've I been around. I think sometimes, like when I first started out, I felt like there was more peer pressure as far as like, oh, you really, you're going to stop smoking now? Like, come on, Kelly, you can't <laughs> take it. And so I feel like there was more peer pressure like that. So I totally became the opposite and was like, anytime my friends wanted to smoke, it was their first time. I was like, I'm the best person to do it with because I'm going to be like, whatever you bring want, it back man. to yeah, chill. Take, take, take a hit or two. It's all good. If you cough, I'm not going to make fun of you. <laughs> it's a learning experience. Yeah. Reminds me of my buddy. Um, Tito kicked the biggest hit when we were in like freshman in high school and he actually puked. Oh my God. And I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> I've never seen that. And um, wow. I talked about this topic on a podcast recently. It's called like cannabis hypermesis. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that's like an actual thing for some people. Like have reaction. Like it's it's something that I've been trying to do more research, but basically from what I've gathered is that some people have an adverse reaction to cannabis and actually they'll get like have nausea and have like puking oh, when they smoke and stuff interesting and so i did i did a little bit talked about it and then i was like i think it's a real thing but like some study was saying like 33 percent of smokers have this i'm like wait wait i've know so many people who smoke all the time every day and i don't know anybody with this so that number seems really skewed yeah and then i had somebody comment like oh i definitely have it like whatever so i'm like okay because i kind of want to see like does anybody have this like is this kind of so it's just an interesting topic yeah I don't know. I'm glad I don't have yeah. that. Well, and that was kind of the thing they were saying too, is that like, say you went to a doctor and like, oh, you have this. I'd, me personally, but I don't think I do, man. I've been smoking weed like my whole life, you know, right. since I'm 16. Like it's not right. weed getting me sick, but <laughs> yeah. Interesting, interesting uh, yeah. topic I need to do more research on. Cause I'm Definitely. always trying to look into other shit and I'm always down for hearing other perspectives like about yeah. like, I, I'm still looking for somebody to come on this podcast who's like really anti-weed. I mean, I cannabis like isn't that, like, for everyone. Yeah, but I want like somebody like hardcore, like weed is the devil's lettuce still type shit. And I'll, I think <laughs> oh, I'd be like, a funny ass podcast. Let me just go back to Ohio <laughs> and find some people for you. Yeah, bring them on. In. That's how it still is. And it's crazy. Even when it's legal too, huh? People are still. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's the reason why my parents don't know that I work in cannabis, because I just know that how how they feel about it. Even if it's legal, no matter how many things they see about it being good and how many things, how many, if, even if I were to show them like it did this for me or I'm making X amount of dollars off of cannabis, they still would be like, there still would be some type of prejudice, you know, some type for of. Sure. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, who have that kind of thought process, like it'll take, or at least in my experience of people, like it'll take them, you know, using it themselves or knowing somebody that's very close to them using it medically mm -hmm. like for maybe their grandparent you know for cancer maybe for their kid for a seizure or something and they'll be like oh wait like this is actually 
helping even though you've heard it in the news or stuff some of these you know they might it takes actually seeing it or using it firsthand to realize the benefits for some people yeah but it'll be interesting to see when it comes around it will be but you know i think eventually people you don't it doesn't have to be for you that's the yeah, thing exactly it doesn't have to be for you but you have to accept that people around you might be doing it <laughs> well, and that's what i love about the space too like bringing it back to the peer pressure thing is i feel like you never really see that in the cannabis space it's like come come like smoke it's like no you can just like take this information do what you want with it or just don't take it in it's not like you need to you know consume yeah it's not too like i don't know where it's not like in your face but it'll be interesting to see the commercials and shit that start coming out for oh weed. Oh my goodness, that will be funny. But who knows if they'll allow it because, you know, tobacco companies aren't allowed to do commercials. So I don't I feel like they're going to end up treating cannabis similarly in the way that they treat alcohol and tobacco. Uh, you can still do al uh, yeah, alcohol commercials for sure. Yeah, alcohol I'm, but not tobacco. It's funny, I didn't even know that with the tobacco. Now that you say it, I guess I haven't yeah. The Marble man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he can't be out here anymore. He can't be. I, I get it. I mean, shit's crazy. Mm -hmm. Shit'll hurt you. It's not you. good for you. Yeah. It's not good for you. So as we wrap up here, mm -hmm. I'm just one last question for you. Or like maybe a little piece of advice you'd give somebody trying to make their own edibles, just in general. Just have fun with it. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't take it too seriously. Don't be scared by like, oh, baking is a science. I have to do it just so. It's all about you. It's all about your preferences. Like this is your world, baby. We're just living in it. So yeah, just have fun with it. I like that because I have the same viewpoint. And uh, yeah, and just keep experimenting. Make better. Every, yeah. every recipe is going to get better. It's like anything you do, right? And you might be surprised. Your, your first batch of brownies, you might be like, damn, I did that. And then you'll have the confidence to keep, you know, keep it going. Yeah, and then all your friends will come to you. And then before you and know be it, you'll so be so jealous. They'll be like, <laughs> I'm the edible girl. You know, you know, my friends come to me all the time because I got the goods. Well, I might and have you to. You can have the goods too. Well, I might have to grab, I might have to grab some of those snickerdoodles from you. Yeah, they're so good. I'm putting in order. Yeah, please. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, thanks again for stopping by. Thank taking you for time having out of your me. Day. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Excited to collaborate again on a recipe or something, get in yeah. the kitchen. Who knows? Hell yeah. Maybe you can do a cocktail and I'll do a little pairing. Oh, that sounds nice. Right? All right. Keep an eye out for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace, guys. This is true buzz that Mary Jane. Now we ain't new to this. From my stones and from my cannabis enthusiasts. Never heard a show as good as this. Uh, number one, it's the best. Bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis. Business owners to growers, even artists you know of. So sit back and just roll up. Perfect show for my smokers. True buzz. Hey.